0: Did you have a question? This is Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you from an undisclosed location on an undisclosed date. Sometimes you have to record things in advance, and uh, you guys don't need to know when we recorded this. That's that's uh, that's part of the fun. Um, but anyway, football season is right around the corner, and I wanted to, do, do, to try to do another one of these. And I and and I had a a friend of mine, someone. If you've been on the board a long time, you 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 no doubt know him. Uh, reach out and say, hey, I'd like to do one of these. And I thought it would be kind of fascinating to to have him on. So. Arden, um, is, is what's, your, what's your screen name, Arden? I, I, I want to make sure I get it right.
1: You, you know, um, I, I want to say it's Arden3 slash 5.
0: Okay. But anybody who's been on my site understands who Arden is. Uh, now you'll be able to put a voice with, um, with all of those mini posts. Um, and, and I appreciate him coming on and, and being willing to, to do it. Um, so, Arden, did you have a question? Oh, you know me. I have a million of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, You know, I you know, I, tr- I narrowed it down to a couple of subjects. And one that really fascinates me is a national championship in football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I was thinking back to, you know, the early 90s or whenever it was that we were talking about disbanding baseball. Right, and then, right. you know, basketball before Tony Bennett. I mean, nobody could have ever predicted these two yeah. national championship runs. Mm-hmm. And some people think that it's unrealistic to ever expect uva to get close because football is a different animal and my question to you is what do you think about that is it possible for us to ever get there and win a national championship in football
0: that's a good question I, you know it's interesting when i when i i realized because beforehand for folks uh, when we were offline I, arden asked me if he wanted me to go over the question i said no you know i think actually it works better if you don't and then i thought you know, I probably should make a habit of, kind of at least getting a general sense of like what people want to talk about before I hit record. But this is a really good question, dude. I, I think that it makes sense to me that there are certain programs that are going to be in the discussion for national championship every year in football, right? The that the that the gap between the powerhouses in football and the powerhouses in basketball, it's just different, right? It's just it's just different. Um, I think that in order for Virginia to win a national championship, you'd have a, have have to have a couple things. One, I think you'd need a a pretty prolonged kind of sustained uh, conference level of success. And what I mean by that is you play in five straight Coastal Division championship games, or excuse me, five straight ACC championship games, having won the Coastal. I think you'd have to have that sort of consistency. One, because that means you're bringing in good players, and players are playing well that would likely translate to guys going to the next level. You'd need a nice mix of on-field success and you know, that sort of thing in order to get the players there. If you think back to some of those grow teams, they were super talented. And um, I don't know if folks saw it the other day, but ESPN, David Hale did this thing where they basically went position by position and sort of went through like the top 10 of like schools that produce the best players at this spot. And Virginia, because of the success of like the offensive linemen, right. That have gone on to the next level was in that group. And And, and if you think about Virginia football right now, you don't think about it being, you know, offensive line you, right. It's not a place where, you know, recently we haven't seen Virginia put out a lot of great offensive linemen, but ultimately I think for Virginia to be in that kind of conversation You'd have to have sustained success in the coastal, so you're winning the coastal pretty much every year. You're, you know, you go into into these, you know, into the ACC kickoff and into the preseason, you know, that that time frame as the favorite, and then you'd have to be in a in a spot where you're putting guys in the next level so that you're turning around kids. The problem that you have with football and winning a national championship is it it's not just you need you know two three kids, you need two three kids at every position. And it's not you. You not only need a really good quarterback, but you're going to need a lot, you know, of pieces. The strength and conditioning program has to be where it is. I, I don't think Virginia can be at that level and sustain it to the place where you know it's it's like going up a mountain. Um, whereas whereas I think basketball is a lot like a desert, right? You're not really sure where the problems are going to come from. You know, there's a whole lot around you. Uh, you can't really see it, uh, and it comes and it and it kind of catches you off guard a mountain is much more of a it's a different sort of challenge. You you know where the top is, but you you're not really sure what you're going to see when you get there. You just know that it's going to be a beast. I think that's sort of what win a national championship in football would be like. I don't think it's a thing where Virginia certainly, you know, you can say Virginia's never going to do it because to your point, right? Wasn't that long ago they were talking about disbanding baseball and then they won a national championship. Wasn't that long ago when Virginia was not, you know, in any sort of ACC discussion and then they win a national championship in basketball. Um, I I do think though that in football, it's just a very different animal. And because of that, you'd have to do it a different way. Uh, you'd have to be able to get, um, you know, it's, it, it would have to, it would have to uh, include a number of really talented recruits. Um, guys who, who fit Bronco's system. And right now, you know, they're, they're getting some of those kids, but they're not getting a lot of those kids, uh, right? And, and so you'd have to turn around that percentage because ultimately I, I do think that there's a special uh, mix uh, of a recruit who wants to come to UVA and wants to do it the way that Bronco does it. So it certainly sounds like you think it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I definitely think it's possible.
1: I'd like to point out that, you know, your baseline, you're creating a baseline for that pinnacle of success is not unlike what we just experienced in baseball and basketball, you know, where we were good for several years <clears throat> and winning conference championships and just creating that 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 level of consistency and excellence before we actually broke through and won a national championship.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And I think if you think about, like, the way that the – if you think about, like, the teams that have sort of changed their, their station, so to speak, in football – right? You think about teams who maybe were not very good and then became better, right? So, I mean, look, it wasn't that long ago that Clemson was not a juggernaut, right? It wasn't that long ago when they were getting pasted in a bowl game. What did, I forget, somebody, was it West Virginia that hung like, you know, some ungodly number of points on them, and now they have routinely the best, you know, you know, defensive yeah. line in the country. I, I I think for a lot of folks, this day and age especially, things can change quickly, and I, and I think that for Virginia to be in that that upper echelon and to be there, uh, to be you know to get to that to that level, you'd have to be consistently somewhere else to take that next step. You know, you'd have to you'd have, probably have to get some breaks, right? You'd have to have a couple of teams who lose later in the year, and, and you're kind of going about and doing your business. I think the one thing that it, that, I, that I was struck by today, um, in, in thinking about um, sort of the preseason and things like that. You know, the way Bronco is building this thing in Virginia, it actually makes a lot of sense in terms of, like, uh, the way that the university itself is sort of structured and and the idea around, you know, and and everything. It would take, I mentioned a minute ago, it would take consistency and you'd have to have some breaks. But part of that means, like, just doing your job, right? You go out, you play Duke, you play Carolina, you play whoever, you just go out and win. And, like, you worry about the rest of it, you know? I, I think... You know, you might need some help in terms of the schedule. You probably have to, you know, maybe have one more big game on the schedule that could help, um, you know, get you some some juice. But, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a, as as crazy as maybe a lot of people would think. Now, that being said, Virginia could go out and go two and ten again and, you know, it would <laughs> seem even crazier. But the reality, I think, is, is that uh, any team with sustained success can push its way into that sort of next like on deck tier you know, in order to be, you know, in Ohio State or Florida State, one of those teams, you're you you you're not going to have 100,000 people that just show up on a random Saturday. You know, like when Virginia opens, you know, its home schedule against um, William & Mary, it, it's not going to, you know, there's not going to be, you know, the place is not going to be packed. It's not going to be packed for Florida State, right? It's going to take a number of years before that kind of thing happens, right? I, I, I just feel like, um, I, I just feel like it. If you think about it from the standpoint of what do you need, you need multiple really good players at every position. And you're going to have to have a staff that, that not just understands, you know, the way the game works, but also understands the, the kids they have. And I think this staff has shown you over the last couple of seasons that at least they can do that second part. It's getting the first part and developing those guys. That's the, that's the continued mission, I think, for them.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with Bronco. I'm very excited for the future. Um, my next question involves a little bit of personal recollection for you you may or may not be able to answer it it may it may make you think um and i have got a I've got a moment in time that's frozen for me when I really realized that the basketball team was elite and, and mm-hmm. needless to say it was way before the national championship right um, I, I have a, and I'll, I'll tell you what that moment was for me but my question to you is is there like a moment in time while you were covering this team mm-hmm you just realize that hey, this is special. This is elite. We might win a national championship one day.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one, dude. I let's see. Um, it probably didn't. It didn't come this year. I, I definitely had a moment. Um, I, I think this year where I I sort of accepted that it was actually possible, um, and it and it wasn't until. Sometime in the Purdue game It was probably before um, Carson Edwards banked in that three That's when I I think that's the first I think I mentioned this In a column somewhere Um, But it's the first time I started to think Man they could actually do it And then he hit that I was like that's what I get For thinking they were going to do it Um, But no I think it was actually That first ACC tournament championship With Joe Harris The one in Greensboro I remember taking a picture of my computer with, like, the, the stats on the screen and, like, confetti all over it. And I remember thinking, like, man, they've really arrived. Like, they could really, you know, they could really do this. Now, at the time, you know, did I think they were going to win a national championship, you know, right then? Probably not. But I thought they'd have some deep tournament runs in them. And, you know, it's much like the whole – my analogy a minute ago with, you know, the desert versus, you know, conquering a mountain. Like, it's it's a different animal when you get to the tournament, right? You You're not really sure – where the where the the, the bumps are going to be, and they sort of just pop up out of nowhere, and next thing you know, you're stuck. Um, or you know, in, in in the case of UMBC, you're you're at home dealing with a message board on fire. But I just think that uh, for me, it was it was that first ACC championship, you know, that first ACC tournament, which it was like, um, you know, in a in a, in a in, in a postseason situation, they had you know showed some you know some chops, and they they beat a really good Duke team and um, did it on a big stage, and I just thought that they had arrived. And um, I think everything after that was always just sort of waiting for the next, sh- you know, the next one of those moments. And I, and I guess I didn't, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't think at the time that it would be Minneapolis, you know, in 2019. Um, but at the same time, I don't think you can ever ch- count those chickens. And that was something for me as somebody <laughs> who has to, you know, logistics are, are important, right? So like if Virginia's going to play the first weekend in Columbia, And the next weekend can be in Louisville. Well, I need to be worried about like how I'm going to get there and how much is it, you know, what's this going to be? And when do I need to book that? So there is always for my job sort of this, you know, you're always looking in the distance at the next thing. And so next thing you know, you know, you're thinking about Atlanta and you lose in Charlotte. It's um, I think there's always going to be a little part of that for me. But but I just think that that moment for me in Greensboro looking at that confetti, I remember that clear as day. And I just I, I just think that that was the time when I thought, you know, what? This thing has arrived. Like they, they really have turned a corner, and it just took until you know uh, U.S. Bank Stadium for them to turn the next one into to 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 put a to put a banner up.
1: That's that's really ironic because we are very close on our memories, and mine was the Syracuse game that year. I think we were both fifteen and one coming in, right? And it was was basically a winner take all, and it cost me two hundred dollars to get into that game. I sat Mick Fort upper level and I was you know and I was expecting hey this is Syracuse you know they're they're used to being here you know they're used to playing for championships and stuff and I looked around the arena and there was very few Syracuse fans there and I was I was thinking well good we're not selling our tickets to them they're not weaseling their way (laughs) into our stadium and we were loud and we absolutely crushed them and I'm sitting there soaking it all in and I'm like man this is real I mean we are really elite and as long as Tony Bennett stays here I think I think we have a shot.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. So what's your what's
1: your third one? third question is I want to hear about Carla Williams. I want to hear okay. about some of the, some of the things that you have witnessed in the program as far as her changes that she's making. Um, mm-hmm. If you've interviewed her, what your impression is of her and how important she is to our athletic department?
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I, so my 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 only time interviewing Carla was that first introductory sort of sit down we had, where it was me and like maybe five or six other most of the daily newspapers in the in the area in the state. Um, and I think um, I, I I thought then that she was really sharp. I thought she was she was making a concerted effort to to listen um, intently, but also to be very honest with us. So We talked, you know, at that point, if folks remember the timing, like you know. Basketball had, you know, was was in a good spot, but man, football was not. And you know, there was some, you know, I, I think among folks who who observe, you know, the way that these things work, they were wondering, hey, wh- where where's this thing going? Because a lot of a lot of ads like to hire their own people, right? That that's a you know a typical sort of thing. Um, I thought she was really smart. I thought she, her approach and the way she wanted to take the job and kind of observe for a while and and not really like jump in with both feet and try to make a bunch of you know waves i thought that was really smart because virginia as i as i have come to sort of appreciate over time it's that the the school the athletic department what have you is, is very much a creature of habit and sometimes i think you can do better by sitting back and understanding it and figuring out the places to tweak as opposed to blowing some stuff up no pun intended with university hall but i just think that if you follow the moves she's made in the in the places where her her um her imprint is it's it's very easy to see just how 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 good a hire it was and how perfectly fit for the school she is i i think that the her her immediate sort of okay the football recruiting staff you know they need these you know they need scouts because this is the way that the the thing works now they need to have these folks in these jobs we need more of these jobs that's still an ongoing thing, right? There's still staffing concerns, I'm sure. Football still has them. A number of sports still do. But the fact that she understood that immediately and that she understood immediately, like, hey, football has to be a driver here because without that, we're not going to have the revenue we need. I think that even that first introductory press conference, I had no doubt when I left McHugh that day that she was exactly the right person for the job, that she was going to get it, um, you know, that she was going to, to take the place, you know, to take things to another level. But I also think that watching her after the, the um, military bowl, watching her after UMBC, watching her, uh, you know, in Minneapolis and, and uh, in Charlotte and stuff, her, I, I think there's a genuineness that comes through college athletics. Let me rephrase college athletics in general is different from professional sports, right? In the sense that fans expect it to have a different energy. And I think players need a different energy. Coaches have to coach it differently. Kids, schools, there's a different sort of vibe. And I think the people who work with those kids who – who lead those departments, they have to have a different vibe. And Carla has that. You can see Carla talking to players and their families and talking to people around. And you can just see that this is something she genuinely enjoys. And I think that that comes through. I remember talking to recruits who had talked to her, you know, early on, like not too long after she had been hired and she talked to them specifically. They, she understood that they needed more from her. And so she gave it to them. And I think now that the thing is cooking a little bit on both, you know, the two revenue sports. And now there's a lot of stuff going on on grounds and, You know, I know some people right now are a little bit frustrated with the um, the national championship banner uh, evening and the the fact that you have to you know, there's a a ticket that it is a ticketed event. Um, But I think that that's a thing that UVA needs. And I think her her understanding of sort of the 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 landscape of college sports and sort of appreciating that UVA is different, but also too UVA has needs. I think she's exactly the right person for the job. I would love to have had a chance to interview her more, but obviously she's – she did not do a whole lot of those anymore. Um, And with, you know – and that's understandable. I mean, she's got uh, a whole lot on her plate, and um, I'm sure that um, she's going to have more because I feel like a lot of these programs that she's overseeing are really about to take off.
1: Yeah, this is a great time for UVA um, sports. It's just Bronco, Lars, Tony, Brian – Carla. Yeah. I mean, they're all I just, agree. they're all just great people. And, you know, even, you know, if your kids don't play sports at UVA and you're just a fan, it's just, it just makes you proud. And, and almost just like you want to emulate these people and the morals and the values that they yeah. instill in the players and their student athletes.
0: Absolutely. And I think too, if you look at a lot of the kid, like I was, I was thinking about this, I talked to, like I mentioned before, talk, talked to Charles Snowden earlier, or the, you know, a few weeks ago. And I mean, if you thought if you could tell me that you I could vote for a ticket of Malcolm Brogdon and, and Charles Snowden for president I mean who turns that down right <laughs> like those there's two really sharp under you know energetic charismatic dudes who who want to do right by people and do good in the world I mean I think that there's a lot. To be proud of Then that's not to say That every uh, That there aren't going to You know Be a bad apple here or there That, that somebody's not Going to make mistakes And it's not necessarily About being like Morally superior It's about Everybody having Sort of a shared goal Which is You know th- These these programs They want to play well on the, on the field Or on the court Or what have you And they want to do Good things in the world And I think You know There's a lot to be said For that Even though You know Again I, I understand that, that College sports Is big business And I'm never going to You know Shy away from that But at the same time Like they're still Young you know, kids like a lot of these folks are, you know, are relatively young people and they are setting you know, their course in life. And you know what? If you have people who lead them, who are instilling these sort of uh, ideas and, and and objectives in their um, in their minds and in their hearts, I think that's good for good for UVA. It's good for United States. It's good for the world. I mean, you can't have enough of it. I, I, I I'm really I'm really glad that I get to cover this school and these coaches and these programs. That's for sure. Do you need any help? <laughs> i can i can you're, i can run around you're not it. the only <laughs> you're not the only person to ask me that today we, speaking of asking all right let's let since i think you said you had three let me ask you a few questions okay. i guess my one question is um I, I i my standard sort of you know how you became a uva fan so you don't have to give the whole bio but i'm, I'm just curious where was it in your life that you became a uva fan and how did that kind of come about
1: it was right around ralph sampson um you know, my, my father, I, and I remember this, you know, I, I, I read at, I started reading at a really early age, and, you know, I know it's kind of geeky, but I would read the sports sections to him when he come home from work, so I really got into sports, I started playing Little League baseball, football, all that, so I, I naturally, I had to have teams, and, um, he was a Redskins fan so we would spend Sundays watching the Redskins so I was kind of born into that you know family instituted and you know so I'm looking around for uh you know college team and I remember you know reading the paper and Ralph Sampson is big 7 foot 4 giant and I started following the basketball team and I remember listening to their games on a transistor radio I could hold this radio in my hand and I think the games were on 8:90 a.m. So I grew an attachment to the basketball team, probably around '79. I think I remember the NIT championship. I was about nine years old. I think I remember listening to that Jeff Jones, I believe was the point guard. And then so I'm just I'm kind of like a loyal kind of guy. So I started following the football team, even though they lost almost every game. I mean, they'd go two and two and nine, one and ten. And then they hired this man named George Welsh. and I remember my father, <laughs> who was in the Navy. He told me your school just got a really good football coach. So I started reading up on George Welsh, and and you know it, that thing came along a little slow too. I mean, I think I remember some three and nine years, mm-hmm. but um, you know, in in a matter of about five to ten years, he really got it going in football at UVA, and that's been that, that's been all she wrote. I mean, you know, there was no family affiliation. I remember looking at Virginia Tech. And mm-hmm. they, they they didn't really have a main conference affiliation. I think they might have been in the Metro in basketball and independent in football. Right. And I just right. I just couldn't I just couldn't get with that. And the more I learned about UVA as an institution and the, um, the academics and just the history, I just fell in love with the school.
0: Right. All right. I, I got to ask you this other question because you, you being who you are on my on my message board, I got to ask this. All right. Of the when you post on the board. How much of what you post would you say is you, and how like or how much is it a persona? And what I mean by that it's not like you like intend it, but like do you is it is it is it is what people see on the board? Is that how you are in everyday life, or is it more of like just the sort of the this this personality that you've developed over time just posting on on, on the site?
1: Now, now, see, this is
0: a question you should have prepared me for. <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, then, all right, well, and then I, let me let me give you a couple seconds so you can think about it, and I will apologize for not having warned you about it. I just think that for a lot of people who you know anybody who's a heavy poster, right, you have a certain personality, and then you have some people who who see it, you know, one way or the other way or have you. Um, and I'm sure that there will be some folks who will be. Um, you know who will be very excited to hear that you're the that to and see that you're the uh, the guest on this one, and then some folks who will be like, wait, really? Because they probably think that I'm probably crazy, right, to give you a microphone. But at the same time, I think that your passion for UVA sports is it is I mean, in my in my entire like history of doing this job is is un, un unrivaled. Like I know that like that. Just because you post on a message board doesn't mean that you that that. It, or let me rephrase: Just because somebody doesn't post on a message board doesn't mean that they're not a fan or a big fan or what have you. But like, it's it's hard to 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 read the board and, and see your posts and and your love for the team, especially you know the way you, nobody hates Virginia Tech. It seems like more than than you do, um, but I just think that um, over time, it can I can totally understand how like you know you our personalities, who we are in the real world. You know, sometimes that comes through in what we post, and sometimes it doesn't. I think I'm probably much less of a grouch um, in the in the real world than I might seem on the board. Um, mainly because I'm always having to tell folks like you to calm down, but at the same time, like I'm also like answering questions and you know I I'm fixing typos and whatnot and such. So I mean I'm sure I, you know I probably come across as a as a uh, curmudgeon, whereas you know and I think most of the time I'm a delightful person. But in, in terms of you, do you think that what you how you are on the board is that how you are in everyday life or is it sort of um, a more maybe maybe a more like um, maybe a more intense version of you?
1: definitely more intense definitely um and i'd like to point out before i get into that the only time that i've ever found you to be a curmudgeon on the board is when somebody actually oh, points Lord. points out a typo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is that, like I I don't mind it. Like I would actually rather it be right. It's just always like it always has to be a joke. Like why can't somebody just email me? You know what I mean? Like my email's <laughs> right there. Just say hey, you know, in in this story you said this, but you meant that. And oh, thanks. You know, like but you put it out there is like then it turns into like you know such and such as Comedy Hour. And I'm like, all right, you know, like don't turn my com- don't don't turn my typo into your chance to be funny. Like you know what I mean? Like but you're right. That's that's my that's my. One Achilles heel, or maybe not my own, one Achilles heel, but definitely an Achilles heel. So you think you're 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 a little bit more intense on the board?
1: Well,
0: well, definitely that that's what I'm doing. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: like I carry uh, UVA around with me 24 hours a day. Um, it's right. something that I'm very very uh, passionate about. But I'm not, you know, I'm not discussing UVA with my neighbor. Well, sometimes I am. <laughs> okay, let me let me back up. Um, me back up. Um, and I also want to point I also want to point out, Brad, that you're a very brilliant man because you're dead on um, about some people are going to, and, and what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of views to this audio because some people are going to see it's me and they're going to be like, hell yeah, I want to go hear this. And then some people are going to be like, not him, but guess what? They're going to yeah. come hear this. You know,
0: <laughs> that's right. They'll, they'll listen to it. So uh, and I think I think one um, of the things that I like to I like about your the way you post, though, I mean, listen, I, I think we all make mistakes. I'm not going to get into that. But like, I, I I appreciate passion and I appreciate people who who want to be involved. And I think it's very clear. And you're, you're not certainly alone in this, but there are a lot of people on the site who who love UVA sports and they just want to talk about it. And they love, you know, the fact that here are a bunch of people who are literally paying money so they can talk UVA sports. I think it's one of the cool sort of niches in, in all of journalism. And I I mean, you look around my industry right now, like people are trying to figure out, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, how do we do this job and, and still make it viable? And I, I think the rivals model of like, Hey, you know what you do is you get people who want to talk about similar stuff and you get them in one place and you let them talk about that stuff. And you, and you cater the content to them uh, I think it's right, and I think it, it that wouldn't work if there weren't passionate fans like you. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I think I will. Um, <clears throat> I think I'll phrase it like this. You, you, you know, I'm passionate. I, I, I am argumentative. Um, you know, and, and that does go through other areas of my life. Um, but I tend to be more like and I think this is probably true for most of us. Like if we're that, sitting down face to face with people and we're not on the internet, it's much more easier to just like blast off on the internet than it is in real life. It's like, and I, and
0: I've
1: probably met and hung out and I'm friends with probably a dozen, dozen and a half Cavs cores Cavs corner members. And they Mm. will tell you they've met me and Mm -hmm. you know, they will probably tell you that I'm nothing like what they see. (laughs) I just, and and I'll just explain it to you like this, you know, just to be fair and I'm biased. Um, you know, when I'm on the board, I, I probably take things. I know I do. I take things too personal, because UVA yes. is my baby, and I believe right. in my opinion. And right. I argue. I argue. I will argue too much when it's really not that important. It's just. It's just yeah. not. You know, we. in and, yeah. and there, you know, sometimes I'm watching other people argue, and, and I'm just like, <laughs> Hey, I want to get on that. that, that. Yeah, I got
0: you. <laughs> but
1: how do yeah, I fight it to myself? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I got you. And I think I'm, you know, I'm an argumentative person, too. Like I would I I love, you know, a discussion where it can be point counterpoint. But sometimes, too, like I'm an intense dude and sometimes that'll take over. And it's not necessarily that I I I want to be, you know, loud and ridiculous, but it just happens to me, especially because, you know. I don't typically find many things that I'm not passionate about like my intensity seems to know no bounds. So when it comes to like you said UVA sports is your baby and so I think for a lot of people it's probably like that right? It's like you you're you're more apt to to get on the board and fire off a bunch of posts and and responses and and get into it than you are with, you know, in 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 other walks of life just because this is something that you care about and it's something that, you know, a lot of us, you know, myself included even though this is my job, I think a lot of us feel, you know, you know, we what you said a minute ago about, you know, you you, you believe in in you kind of believe in what you believe your, your points and and you know you think you're right or you th- or at least you think that you have a viewpoint that either isn't being heard or isn't being understood and i think that that's always been a thing for me is that um I, I want people to to come to the site and to to at least feel like they've got their um their viewpoints heard even if you know folks don't agree with them like even the people who were disagreeing about the 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 Championship event, right, and and people coming and having to pay. Like even if you disagreed with that, like I wanted people to feel like they could say, yeah, I don't think that's how this is, and here's why. I mean, I jumped in and did it myself. But I also don't want people who, who thought the other thing. I even do it on podcasts. Like I try to, you know, you know, make sure that people um, are heard and whatnot. So it's a it's a tricky thing, um, especially because a lot of us, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I take things, you know, personally myself. And I think a lot of people are probably the same way. But for, at the end of the day, you know, UVA fans um, are, are always going to be better served with more UVA fans talking UVA sports. I think that's a uh, the great place to be um arden anything else before we wrap up I, I know you said you didn't have a whole ton of time today so i appreciate you giving me a few minutes and being able to record but it, did you have anything else before we wrap up
1: no just um go uva thank you for having <laughs> me up here and to all the Cavs cords members, Cavs corner members i love you and be good to one another
0: i appreciate that dude and again i want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the podcast um if you are someone who is um I hit that Fanatics link that I always put in the uh, content items as well as the um, the um, show notes if in your podcast app right now. Uh, if you're somebody who's done that, thank you very much. If you're not, anything that you do, if you click on that link, doesn't have to be UVA stuff, but whatever you buy from Fanatics supports the site. So I really appreciate that. And I, again, I want to appreciate, say again, I appreciate everybody out there supporting the show, supporting all of the different uh, shows we have in the feed um, and supporting the site. Um, I want to say, say thank you again to Arden for, for taking the time. It was a busy day for him. And so I really appreciate him giving me a few minutes and, and, uh, I hope uh, everybody out there enjoyed it. So for, uh, for Arden, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of Capscorn.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.